Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so sorry for my voice. As I told you last week, I was going on my bachelorette party by the time last week's episode was released, and it was a whole lot of fun, as you can tell from my voice. Uh, If you followed me on, or if you follow me on Instagram, you potentially saw some of the pictures, but overall it was so much fun, but I'm, you know, I'm struggling a little bit. My voice, uh, I need to be on vocal rest today, but... I'm recording my podcast instead because I've fully committed to giving you guys all, um, you know, just episodes every week. Can't can't stop now, right? So I'm going to keep this week's episode short and sweet, not only for my voice, but also for your ears because it's going to be so annoying to listen to my voice being so hoarse for more than more than necessary. So I just wanted to give few quick updates and share some interesting new information that I read on Bloomberg today through the Human Times newsletter. But before I get into that, I just want to say one quick thing. And that is that I think I've been saying like post pandemic a lot. I want to take all of that back because we are still fully enthralled in the pandemic world. And I think for a little bit, I was thinking we were like kind of getting into the clear, you know, that we were coming out of the woods, as they say. But we are seeing like as a an employer tracking COVID cases for the last year and a half, we're seeing an increase in that. We're seeing across the U.S. especially an increase in COVID cases, COVID positive cases, asymptomatic and symptomatic. And so... I just want to say, if you haven't been vaccinated yet, please get vaccinated. It's the best way that we can make sure that we minimize the risk associated with COVID. And obviously, a vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting it, but it does prevent you from dying from it or having serious illness from it. And to me, that's worth it. So obviously, personal decision, but we are not out of the woods yet. New York alone has instituted new guidelines. The CDC has instituted updated guidelines. So I just, I am so over this. Like if we can just all work together to solve this problem, we will be better off. I say this to preface the episode because this is impacting my wedding. And obviously on a personal note, I don't want it to impact my wedding, let alone do I want it to impact like our global community. That obviously is the most important thing. But on so many levels, I think about how important it is for all of us to be a part of the solution and to be, you know, just focused on moving forward together. So that is my spiel for you today. Now I'm going to jump into this interesting article that I read um, thanks to the Human Times, but that I read on Bloomberg. So It starts off with NASDAQ wins SEC support for plan to diversify company boards. So the SEC is the Securities and Exchange Commission, and essentially NASDAQ won their support to help get more women and minorities on boards of companies trading on the stock exchange. 
So essentially, this was a proposal to bring uh, board diversity um, to the NASDAQ trading uh, companies that are trading on the stock exchange, I guess we can say. And it's one of, and this article talks about it, it's one of um, the most substantial actions taken to encourage diversity and inclusion um, ever since it made environmental, social, and governance matters a top priority under the Biden administration, which I think is really interesting because we think of, I, I guess at least for me, when I think of the stock exchange, I don't necessarily think of the quantitative elements being anything other than focused on dollars and cents, but they are essentially taking this initiative to focus diversity as a quantifiable initiative, which is really, really cool. Um, I'm going to read this next little blurb here. Um, It's actually two blurbs. NASDAQ's plan is the most significant diversity requirement in the U.S. since California passed laws in 2018 and 2020 that mandated diverse boards for companies headquartered in the state. The exchange will direct its listed companies to pursue board diversity by having at least one female board member and at least one underrepresented minority or member of the LGBTQ community. And if they don't have those, you know, those boxes checked off, let's say, then they have to actually explain why they don't. And so it goes on to say here, um, it's a quote from the SEC chair, Gary Gensler. Um, He says, these rules will allow investors to gain a better understanding of NASDAQ-listed companies' approach to board diversity while ensuring that those companies have the flexibility to make decisions that best serve their shareholders. So I thought this was interesting to share on this podcast because actually we've talked a lot about how companies can, you know, make sure that their DE&I initiatives are their top priority and how they have to take action. But what I found so interesting is that not only is the accountability there in that the SEC will say, well, why don't you have these two board positions filled with a female or underrepresented minority and or LGBTQ member? So the company would actually have to explain that Um, which no one wants to explain why they're not diverse, right? I mean, like, fundamentally, that's not something anyone should want to explain. And then the second part here is that as an investor, you'll be able to make much better decisions or more informed decisions, especially if diversity, equity, and inclusion is important to you and important in the companies that you invest in. So when I think about, like, if I'm going to take my money and invest in a company and it matters to me that there's representation on their board, I'm now going to be able to actually see that pretty pretty transparently and there will be this accountability driver inherently. I bring this up because, again, coming back to how companies can do better, it's a two-step process. The first step is actually identifying the actions that need to be taken. And the second is making sure that there's accountability around it. And in this case, I also think it's really interesting that it's it's a commission. It's it, The SEC is separate from the company. So when we think about whether DE&I should or should not sit with HR, um, this is a really cool example of how it can actually sit with an external party um, to ensure that these things are happening and taking place as they should. I do think it's important to know that NASDAQ proposed these as rules 
for their companies that are on the stock exchange trading. The SEC is a government organization and they essentially are focused on protecting investors and the interests of investors, I think, in essence. So there is criticism about these new requirements. Like there are Republican members and Democratic members who say that this one size fits all mentality doesn't work or that this doesn't absolve companies of their legal obligations. So there are some nuances here and some critiques to the policies, but NASDAQ is basically saying that they'll offer flexibility, but that it's still important that they focus the priorities on putting these measures of accountability in place. And I think my favorite quote from this article is a quote from the CEO of Robinhood, and he says, corporations that lead on equity and inclusion become more durable, have greater resonance with America's diverse consumer markets, and are more creative and competitive in the global marketplace. So this comes from 85% of people um, supporting this plan, essentially, um, and a lot of people in essence, like, you know, shared their support on Facebook. They included notes of backing and um, things like that from, like, major well-known CEOs across various companies. So I think it'll be really interesting to see because we know that this is all top-down. If your CEO, if your board of trustees do not prioritize DEI or they don't prioritize equity and pay or whatever it might be, then at the very bottom level of the organization, it's not going to be felt and it's not going to happen. So to have the support and the focus from the, you know, executive teams, the leadership teams, I think that's a really important start and it's imperative for organizations to actually make actionable and noticeable changes. The other thing is that I actually wanted to come back to last week's episode, which was about Walmart offering all of their employees with pretty much without barriers, um, free tuition, free college tuition. I actually shopped in Walmart when I was getting, uh, you know, getting like food and stuff for the bachelorette party. So my friends and I, we went there and I was so tempted to go up to an employee and ask them like, are you going to take advantage of this? What do you think? But I wasn't sure if I would get in trouble because this is like for a podcast and they're working and I didn't want to make anyone feel weird. But um, so I didn't, but I'm still hoping to find someone from Walmart to talk to. Um, but I did shop there because I was so um, excited that they were doing something that I felt would really impact people's lives. Um, and I found everything that I needed, which was great, except they were sold out of eggs. So, but it was a Sunday, so maybe that's why sold out of eggs, but they had plenty of bagel bites, so that was nice. And finally, to close us out for this week, because like I said, I need to put myself on vocal rest, and you probably are totally tired of hearing my hoarse voice. Uh, it's really just that I am going to use next week's episode to talk about ghosting in the interview process. I've had personal experience with this. I know many of you have had personal experience with this. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to post some Instagram stories with polls on Wednesday, really maybe between Wednesday and Thursday, and I would love if you could participate. So this episode will be out on Tuesday. 
on Wednesday and Thursday, I'm going to release some polls and I would love to hear from you because I basically want to share some stories. I want to hear your questions. I want to be able to answer them. And that will be for the following week's episode. So thank you so much for being here. Again, follow me on Instagram at HRTracy. Participate in those polls with me. And next week will be a normal episode where I am not cutting it short to put myself on vocal rest. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week.